0: If you're a real estate agent and you're tired of cold calling, door knocking, and spending money on ads, then subscribe to this podcast. We discuss leveraging the power of YouTube for your real estate business and how these strategies earned us over $1 million in GCI, our first year in real estate. My name is Levi Lassick and my partner is Travis Plum. Let's get started. All right. Well, you know, I like to start on time, so let's get started. This is YouTube for Real Estate, and I'm coming to you this week from Tampa, Florida. Last week, we were in Vegas. Uh, This week in Tampa, Florida. Next week, we'll be coming at you from New York, uh, where we get the opportunity to speak at Inman. That's really... I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be an amazing opportunity. Uh, The week after that, we'll be in Hawaii where we're speaking at an event in Hawaii and so be coming to you uh, that that'll be interesting on the time so that we may just have to hold that room at a different time frame uh, based on the time change and and then the week after that well we'll be back in Dallas but we'll be going to Tampa again at the end of the week for the real estate all day event So pretty jam-packed three to four weeks coming up here. And well, it's already been, I mean, we're already (laughs) already kicking off uh, 2023, very fast and furious. But I don't know, I think we're really going to try to tone down a little bit of the travel this year. And just because the market right now, I think just commands a little bit more in the weeds, you could say. And so, you know, we've got some good things we're working on, but we're also seeing an Uh, an uptick. We are seeing more leads come in. Uh, uh, Our team members are putting deals under contract. So we know the people are there and they're still out there buying. It's just a matter of whether they're going to find you or not. And that's what we talk about uh, being the most visible agent in this market, I believe is going to win. And visibility means uh, it could be if you're if you're a cold caller it means making more cold calls if you're a door knocker it means making more door knocks if you're a networker it means going to as many events as possible and talking to as many people as possible if it's working your database it's it's double up on those phone calls if it's video uh, and for our example then it is make more videos and that's something I want to share because uh, this was brought up uh, last week I, I was in a, a discussion. With a group of agents and they kind of asked some of the stats uh, that were going on and what happened. You know, it was funny because last year around August, September, whenever we saw a pretty good sized market shift there, that I immediately knew that we had to be more visible. We had to create more content. We had to put out more videos. We, you know, the most visible agent was going to win. And, oh, by the way, I didn't even mention the reason we're in Tampa is because we got uh, came in just for last night to check out the Cowboys game. So instead of a, a work event, which I'm always doing, it seems like we came in last night to watch the Cowboys-Tampa game, which was absolutely amazing because the Cowboys just crushed uh, the Bucks. Although Tom Brady was the last person I really wanted to face in the playoffs uh, with his track record, especially against the Cowboys. So it was nice to finally have some redemption there. But it was a great game. We sat on the Tampa Bay side on purpose. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. But uh, anyway, so that's why we came. But we're heading back today. But now I'm actually sitting out here at the hotel poolside because it was the only quiet spot. I mean, the, this this hotel is pretty happening, actually. And there's so many people uh, in all of the like common workspaces and, and areas. And the restaurant was a little too busy. And so I was like, oh, well, nobody's actually hanging out at the pool. So I came out here, but apparently we're in the flight path to the airport. So there might be some planes. There might be some planes heading over uh, time and time again. And I think I'm by a road as well. So just have to excuse the background noise if there's any uh, that you pick up while we're here. So uh, but the thing is, is going back to being the most visible agent. You know, that was something that I, I knew we were going to need to need to do. I knew people would still be buying and selling, which they do in every single market. And regardless of whether it's up or down or high interest rates or low interest rates, you just want to be able to find those people. And I uh, so we increased our content. You know, the thing is, is if I look at the videos that we published in 2021, it was three videos a week right on the money. And if you divide the number of videos that we published divided by 52 weeks, three three videos a week on the money, extremely consistent. And it was that case this year as well, uh, up to you know, mid-year. And then whenever I realized how visibility was going to play out in that, I increased it to an additional video, which was not easy, especially with our travel schedule and everything else. But if you look at the back half and now for 2022, we averaged just over four videos a week because I ended up publishing so much on the back end and that, you know, um, increased that visibility. Now, some of that some of that was shorts because you know, they did a major change on shorts. And so that was something that was easy to factor in. But, you know, we've backed off of shorts again right now for the time being, just based again, once, uh, once we looked at the data and the information on there, And, and so that could be a topic for another day as well. And we were, uh, but the consistency got up there. The visibility is what I'm talking about now uh, in the last, last couple of months of 2022 was our lead countdown. Yes, it was. But now, uh, now it's picking back up. I mean, uh, I think this last week I could look at the stats, but I know we've had uh, over, yeah, well over 30, you know, 30 inbound leads from the channel so far. And I know this week was a 50% increase over the week before. So we're starting to see that coming up, uh, you know, more calls coming in and, you know, uh, our team is is getting some deals under contract and we, we have a lot of people. I mean, Travis right now himself personally is working with 11, 11 people that are really just right on the cusp of pulling the trigger. And so um, a couple of them are back and back and forth. Uh, I know last night he called on a property here in Dallas, and they already had seven offers on the property. So we're we're starting to see here in Dallas still um, that multiple offer situation and over over bidding is starting to happen uh, regardless. And this was you know we had one of our listings we sold in two days um, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we got it under contract within two days. You know, priced it accordingly. We got under under contract within uh, two days. And really that offer came in the very first day, but we had like over 50 people at the open house and we got $10,000 over our asking price. So our buyer was extremely happy. Um, Another deal. we just got another listing uh, that's actually about to go live. And I imagine, uh, you know, we released that YouTube video. Uh, It's already gotten over 2000 views on the YouTube video. And so we expect that one to probably you know, do just the same. So we're, and and as far as uh, calling around last night, listening to Travis on the phone. Yeah. And heard the agent there say, yeah, we've already got seven offers on this home and we're working with the VA buyer, which, you know, the VA buyers were definitely some of the toughest to work with last year over the past couple of months. I mean, if you, if you've got your VA buyers and your FHA buyers that, that usually have little or no money down to spare, uh, I mean, you really need to have some discussions with them right now about making that that move because uh, the thing is, is that you can probably negotiate right now and there's probably going to be a small window. And this depends on your market, of course, to negotiate with that seller and get some concessions or even possibly buy down that rate. Now, within the next uh, couple of months, And and it looks like here in Dallas, things are already starting to heat up again. That may not be the case, and and if we get into you know multiple offers and and overbidding, I mean that's where VA and FHA buyers got stuck a lot last year is not having the cash on hand to overbid or to you know uh, have appraisal gap uh, anything like that. So so just something that uh, if you're working with those types of buyers, you might want to have another discussion with them, reach out to them, and and discuss the opportunities of. Now, while things are still a little quiet, it seems, and again, depending on your market, it may be a good time for them to pull the trigger and work with con- work with the seller, possibly on some concessions for a buy down, or you know they may need to refinance in a year. And so, just something to keep in mind. But uh, otherwise, you know, increase the visibility, increase more content, increase more phone calls, increase more events, networking uh, you know, PTA meetings, whatever it is that you're doing to generate your business, it's just going to have to be more right now. But if you've got a good pool as well, and they're on the buy side, I mean, these are the conversations because if they do end up reducing interest rates, which that may or may not happen, uh, you know, there's a lot of people sitting on the sideline and if they come back into the market all at once, then, you know, we could be right back where we started. But anyways, uh, today we're actually talking about, uh, <laughs> Other stuff, top tips for making better YouTube videos, uh, real estate videos. Right? Is that what we're talking about today, Chrissy?
1: Yep. The topic.
0: There we go. All right. So, is there anything that you wanted to throw out there first, or do I just start rambling off on some some good tips?
1: Well, I think ultimately, you know, and we're kind of talking more about, like, best practices for the actual creation of the video rather than going into, you know, the keywords or trying to create videos that are going to attract people to the video based on the topic. Um, you know, there's quite a few things that we see, um, mistakes that are made in the actual filming process that can be avoided. It, they're usually pretty simple fixes. Like, you know, one of the first things that comes to mind is a lot of people try to film in 4K because they think that's going to make their video so much better and ultimately it slows down the process and the color um, grade that it comes with when you try to convert it over to a regular editing program while obviously people do release 4k videos and you know you can grade to make that video look fantastic for the average video that's going to be degraded on youtube anyway 4k really isn't worth being used uh, for your videos. So that's really a big question that I get all the time is whether or not people should use 4K, and I would recommend doing 1080 HD instead.
0: Yeah, there's settings. You know, what I like about uh, on your iPhone, at least, can't speak for the Android people, but on the iPhone, of course, you can set your default settings on your iPhone uh, if you're using that, which, you know, this is something that we've always talked about. And uh, starting out with an iPhone, I still use my iPhone 11 Pro for filming outdoor content. I I haven't, I'm I'm on a 13 right now personally, but I still have not even transitioned to to the 12 Pro. I haven't even upgraded my 11 Pro to the 12 Pro to use for filming uh, just because that one's in my bag. And it's charged up, ready to go, and it you know it really does what I need to do. So, uh, and I get comments all the time on the channel, and especially not just from from clients, but from real estate agents asking me, man, what kind of camera do you use? It's it, it's amazing that's such good quality, and it's an 11 Pro, you know, on a wide angle lens on 1080 uh HD, and so you can set those in 60 frames per second. So if you've got 60, that'll be FPS. uh, So 60 frames per second, which that all that is, is that's capturing more frames per second. So it allows your editor to, to either uh, speed up or slow down the process. You know, if they want to kind of fast forward a video, which we've done, you know, where I've had to walk a long distance, you know, from maybe if you're walking from the front yard to the backyard of a property, instead of, you know just rambling on uh that's an easy way where you could which here's a good tip right if you if you want to keep going and you need to cover some ground uh you know from a front yard to a backyard which i did in our uh, lake life video i believe and i said hey and i literally said hey uh let's speed this up and you know i just said that cue and that also told the editor it was really cool but then it took me you know it took me two minutes or whatever to cross the lawn however the editor sped that up to where you know it, it looked very you know fast forward type of uh video and it made me it made me walk across the uh it made me walk across the the yard very quickly so it was kind of funny you know from a standpoint of uh, viewership it's it's uh, you're seeing that speed up and seeing me you know shoot across the lawn but also i don't have to fill that time if i don't want to if i'm trying to make one point to the next point and, and I want to transition and I don't want to, I mean, you could, you could just cut off the, the video, right? You could just stop the video and say, okay, I'll meet you in the backyard and then walk over there and do your thing. Or like what I did is I just said, oh, let's speed this up. And it just added a, a nice little visual effect there to where the editor sped that up, made me walk super fast. I got to the, the front yard within... Uh, five seconds versus 30 seconds so even just cutting out that little piece and making it a little bit more interesting you know things like that or uh, if I trip uh, or something like that whenever I trip and stumble or I'm not watching my step then then uh, Chrissy or the team they just love to slow that down rewind it slow it down replay rewind you know make me sound all funny go you know slow down my voice and and all of that is because of 60 frames per second. Be, you know, because it's capturing more more frames in that short time frame, and so that just allows the editor to speed that up or slow that down, and according. But otherwise, it also it just makes overall filming, I believe, as you're watching just the regular video, just look that much better as well. But it keeps it nice, clean, and clear and that that's that's a really good tip there and yes 1080 is uh, hd high definition is plenty that's all i've ever filmed in i think i did one video possibly in 4k and that's you know it it, you know crashed my computer and crashed the editor's computer and plus it takes a long time to transfer that file and get it done and so those are just things that are not really necessary here you know i mean we're not uh we're You know, we're just, we're, we're trying to make a, trying to provide information and value and the quality is good enough to do that. And yeah, there's really, there's just really not a whole huge advantage to, to the 4k option. And, you know, I mean, we're not filming Top Gun Maverick here either, you know, so, so uh, that's just something to, to keep in mind and that will help your process go a lot smoother as well. And uh, plus, you know, you run the risk of, you know, over uh, overheating and also over storage on your phone. So those 4K files are very large. And if you start running out of storage space on your phone, then you're going to run into that problem as well. So there's a lot of really factors that, that play into that. But ideally, if you've got the settings on your phone, you can set them to default. That way, there goes the plane. Like I said, I think we're in the flight over in the flight path there to the airport. But, uh, so if you've got default settings on your phone, which I know they do in the iPhone, I'm sure they do in the Android as well, but I would go in there, check, uh, click on the phone icon and there should be a, a button for settings and then just change the settings default. And then you never have to really worry about that ever again. And it stays, it stays locked in there. And so that, that will help you record. And then also, if you're walking and talking, then there is stabilization built into the phones. Uh, that's the other thing is that even driving footage that I do is is, is still taking on the iPhone and people are blown away the fact that I'm doing that with an iPhone and it's smooth. I mean that's how good the stabilization built into these phones are for video, uh, you know, for video. So. The stabilization as you're walking, just try to hold the the phone if you're and if you're on a small selfie stick, uh, as we show people how to do that. It's very simple. Just try to keep it as steady as possible. But then, you know, switch hands, uh, especially when you're talking about things. Use the other use your other hand to point out things kind of get good about keeping eye contact with the camera. You know, you're having a conversation with the camera, but in reality, it's that other person on the other side which also goes into how you address the camera. Always address it as an individual. Uh, I, there a lot of people start out videos, hey, everybody, hey, y'all, hey, guys, hey, girls, you know, and that is very broad and general as to where uh, you'll notice in my videos, at least they should be, <laughs> where I'm saying you, 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 you. I'm talking to an individual, And so, uh, so you're thinking about buying a home. You're thinking about making a move. You're thinking about moving to Dallas, Texas, you, you, you. So that's what you want to do. And that whenever I'm talking, I'm always saying you, I'm having a conversation with one person. So that is very key to create more of that connection, but otherwise it's just very broad and general to say, Hey y'all, Hey everybody. And, and I don't know, it's just, Maybe it's a pet peeve of mine now, but when uh, videos are started out that way, I just kind of like, eh, you know, um, I don't know, just doesn't feel as 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 intimate or towards me or uh, so. I guess even from the viewing experience, I experienced that myself and I feel like it's a little bit too broad. Anytime somebody says you. I think it really dials you in also and keeps you engaged as well. Because again, you do feel like you're having that, that conversation. And then ultimately you're just walking, you know, you you think about if I were there right beside you walking along, uh, you know, we were, I was like, Hey, let's go walk through the neighborhood and just kind of give me some, you know, some, some stats, a couple of stats don't overbore me, but you can throw in a couple of stats, but tell me some stories, some experiences, you know. Things, uh, uh, you know, other homes maybe you've sold in the area or other deals you've gotten for clients. So just talk to me like a person. And that to me was the trickier part of getting on camera. I mean, I've been in sales for 20 plus years. Love sales. Never had a problem talking to people because I got instant feedback from their facial expressions to their questions, to their interruptions, to their, you know, body movement, to their uh, verbal and nonverbal you know, cues. I mean, all of that. And so uh, for me, that was the biggest adjustment. I never, I didn't have a fear of the camera. I just had an adjustment period of having a conversation with a inanimate object, you know, something that did not talk back to me, something that did not give me any expression, something that did not interact with me, something that I just stared at. And sometimes, especially when you film by yourself, There's no feedback. I mean, there's zero feedback. So it's unless you watch the video back and you're kind of like, "What did I just make sense or did I complete the point I needed to complete? And so all of those factors come into play. So for me, it was more of a learning curve to have a conversation with the camera and treat that camera as if it's not a camera and it's a person sitting right there. It's a one sided conversation. Now, uh, some of you may be used to that talking to your spouses. <laughs> so if you if you're used to having one-sided conversations with your spouses, well then talking to a camera maybe uh maybe shouldn't be that difficult, right? Uh so so therefore but if you're that type of person as I was where I was used to interacting and and uh, getting interrupted and having questions asked and concerns and objections and all of those good sales terms come up, that's That's the, that's the interesting part, right? That's the fun part to figure out. And that was just a little bit of the, the adjustment period for myself. But once you practice that muscle memory, you get better at it. And that's the thing is that now I do know the direct feedback is is that people are like, man, I just, I feel like you're talking to me, having a conversation. And so that, that to me is uh, some very good tips there as far as making better videos, is really working on that. The only way you get better at that is by doing it more and doing it often. So that is something else you might want to consider. I mean, if you're starting out, I mean, I would highly recommend making a video a day. That doesn't mean you're going to publish a video a day. It could. I mean, but, you know, for YouTube, that's not really required. We're talking one to three videos a week. And I would say one is on the extremely low end, uh, would not be my recommendation. I think if you want to gain any traction that two or two is better than one, of course, and three is better than two. So depending on how fast you want to grow, uh, I would make as much content as possible, at least three videos a week, but you could still make a video a day and have, you know, seven days worth of videos. And if you don't Publi- you published three, you still got four so that gives you another week and a day of video content. think about it, if you made videos for another seven days uh, you would have a month's worth of content right there just because you filmed for for two weeks every day I mean actually you would yeah you'd have well over 30 days worth of content at three three videos a day just filming a video every day and guess what happens every day is you start to get better. It's just just like with the gym. You could go to the gym three days a week and you could probably see some results, but you go every day for two weeks, you're probably going to see faster results and you're going to start getting used to, and you're going to work through that soreness and you're going to learn a few things and you're going to improve your technique. And I think in the beginning, uh, that's not something you have to maintain, but I would, I would work on it as much as possible. If you, if you don't believe you have time, which I think that is, that is what it is, is a belief. Uh, to if you don't believe you have time to make a video every day, and you need to do it all in one day on a Saturday, well, you could make seven videos in a row on a Saturday. It's going to be a full Saturday, and I tell you what, uh, I've done it before. And after the fourth or you know the fourth or fifth video, I you, you know you can get a little camera fatigue you can get a little talked out. You can get a little, all right, you know, this is, I've had enough. So, you know, if I do batch, it's usually no more than two or three videos in one day, just because I want to keep them fresh. I want to keep them, uh, you know, I want to keep myself fresh. And, and I really, and I I don't want to change that much either. (laughs) So I don't want to, I don't want to change that much. Now, if you're the type of person that just wears black all the time, well, not a really big deal. So, but me, I don't know. I like to mix it up. I kind of wear the same stuff, but different stuff all the time. But at the same time, I, I don't know. I also like to get ready in the morning and be ready. So for me, I don't quite batch as much unless I'm going to have a, a significant travel schedule come up. Uh, but right now, then then I can uh, make videos whenever I need to make sure they're queued up. And so, so, but when in the beginning, You know, this is the the more often you do something, the more comfortable you're going to be with it and the more you're going to get better at that. So that is that is just something that you want to keep in mind is, you know, practice makes progress. And progress means you're growing, and progress means you're getting better. And we'll always strive for that perfection. I doubt we'll ever get there, but the practice makes progress and that's what you have to focus on and and doing that more often in the beginning I think helps develop that habit which is, you know, they say what I hear different things, 21 days 30, 32 days whatever it takes to develop a habit think about that if you made videos every day you know, one a day for 21 days I think you would definitely develop a habit and again, maybe you don't want to do one every day now, this also goes back to people that are part-time if you're part time, I think video on YouTube is the absolute best way to transition. Uh, because if I worked an eight hour day, the last thing I would want to do is come home and prospect and network and uh, reach out to, you know, make calls for an hour or two. So for me, I'd rather make a 20 minute video at the end of the day versus try to call people for an hour or two. And the cool thing about YouTube is that you you publish that content. You know, you're likely not going to get a call off the first or second video. Although we've had people that we work with uh, that's happened before off of their second video, they've gotten calls and deals under contract, but not likely going to happen. But if you got a job, who cares? Who cares how long it takes? You've got a job. You've got a steady income. Your number one asset. There's two two major assets, I believe, of having a job as to where a lot of people look at a job as, as holding them back, you know, and so in their transition, so in their transition, a lot of people with a job will, you know, again, make excuses. And that's what it comes down to. And they'll, they'll feel limited because they'll, they'll say again, I don't have time and I don't have, you know, this or that to, to be able to do what I want to do. And I would say that, Oh, if you've got a job, You've got two major opportunities going for you. Uh, number one, you you likely have a set schedule. And so let's just say it's, you know, nine to five. If it's nine to five and you come home, well, maybe you hang out with the kids for an hour, you know, five to six, maybe dinners six to seven maybe hang out with the kids, uh, for another 30 minutes after dinner, whatever, hang out with the spouse. I mean, you can, you can condense that into two to three hours right there. Well, by eight o'clock, you know, seven 30, eight o'clock, guess what? You have a choice. You have the choice right there. Um, but if you say, Hey, I'm going to keep the schedule thing because I work nine to five and you discuss this with your family or your spouse. Now, if you're single, you can do whatever you want, but if you have a spouse and a family and, and, they, they, they need your time. You know, I would make an agreement with them and I'd say, Hey, okay, I'm going to be home at five. Let's all hang out. Everybody wants to hang out. Kids want to play around five to six. Let's eat dinner at six, uh, six to six 30. I'm going to hang out again until about seven, you know, help you clean up or whatever. But at seven 30, I need to be in my office making a video or, you know, researching that topic and then making my video by 8 PM. You go in there. I believe me. Within one hour, you could research a topic for thirty minutes, and then you could make that video in the next thirty minutes, and you and that's one hour, one hour. And if you did that every day that you came home, uh, and you'd still be free by eight thirty. Think about that. So instead of watching Netflix or you know uh, scrolling on Instagram or something like that, you you go in there and you're like, look, this is my this is my second job and you make that content. So that's the first thing is 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 likely if you have a job you have a set schedule. So you need to plan around that and plan accordingly to when it, how are you going to make content. Number 2, you have an income. You have an income. So you're not worried about uh when when are you going to get your first call? Now do we want our first call as soon as possible? Absolutely, but don't let that overwhelm you. Somebody that has no job and is living off of savings or or about to run out of money, those are the people that get super anxious. And then, you know, they talk about commission breath and all that other stuff where if you've got a job, who cares? You know, for for our example, if I had a job, I didn't. But let's say, you know, I had a job, took 90 days to get the first deal under contract. The first month we closed two deals. Do you think you could handle two deals uh, if you're working full uh, full time? Yeah, you could handle two deals. But guess what happened the month after that? We closed three deals. Guess what happened the month after that? Five deals. Now, if you have a time in your business where you're trying to transition and you close two one month, three the next month, and five the next month, and that five is probably going to lead to a six-figure uh, income in, the, in one month, that's where you have to say, okay, well, now is the job in the way. Because if I'm doing this, just working one hour a day, could I do this? Uh, what What happened if I go full time? Now, here's where you don't want to make the mistake is going full time and then you end up just hanging out all day, pity paddling around and and uh, you know not doing doing work. So and get off schedule. And I think the most important thing you can do as an entrepreneur and as a business owner is to maintain a schedule. It's that consistency. That's, I treat my business like a job. That way I don't have to get a job. And I'm very disciplined on that. Very disciplined on that because, you know, my goal every morning and I achieve it every morning is to be ready at 8 a.m., you know, to be dressed, uh, showered, dressed, ready to go by 8 a.m. And that means for me before that, I need to have my, I need to be up. I need to get my workout done because I do know if I postpone my workout to the afternoon, it's just not going to happen. You know, things do change, things come up. And plus I'm a, I'm a morning energy type of person uh, as to where towards the late afternoon, evening, you know, I start to, I start to wind down. Uh, now, but now actually, now I'm on my, my supplement regimen, uh, from Gary Brecca. And, and I tell you what, I've had more energy than ever and I'm older, <laughs> older than ever. And I feel better than I did 10 years ago. And, uh, it's actually even hard for me to sleep at night sometimes. And just because I just feel awake, you know, and I feel energized. So, you know, those, those types of things, uh, you, you have to consider, um, and, you know, scheduling that out. So, you know, if you're if you're stuck on filming. Maybe you need to schedule time every single day, an hour to, to research. It's not that difficult. You know, I was researching a pros and cons video, which really is not the not the best use of my time I'm working on right now. We're working on trying to find a content curator uh, that we want to hire full time, which is somebody that will be working directly with me and doing these types of things, they'll be researching content, you know, building it out, uh, handing it to me, I can review it, you know, in about five to 10 minutes and I'll be able to make a video on it. No problem. Then what they'll do is they will, you know, uh, all the live events I'm, you know, doing speaking, uh, content, may everything are you know, manage all of that. So I'm looking for that position, uh, sort of a executive assistant slash content curator, Uh, So if you're listening to this right now and you're looking for that opportunity and you're in the Dallas area, let me know. So, you know, somebody to, to, you know, it's kind of like creating the structure for the content. And then of course I would create the content and then afterwards making sure everything gets scheduled, published, optimized, uh, you know, no missing parts. Cause right now I still, I still review videos, you know, I double check things and I, I, I need to be. I need to be in a position to where I can rely on that on a on that person or, or the team to you know public to, to make sure everything's good. Uh, you know, uh, I I there's other things that I can be working on other than uh, reviewing copy. You know, making sure everything is is in the right order, uh, reviewing videos, going back and forth, uh, you know, working on creating my own content, although there is an advantage to creating your own content is that you get very familiar with it. I mean, uh, the other day, uh, or Sunday, Sunday, I was putting together a pros and cons video. Well, guess what I had to do? I had to research all the content for it. So guess what? I'm going to be a lot more familiar with it. However, i also don't think it's really that big of a deal because I can read through that and position the video now to where it'll be easier, uh, it'll just save me more time because I also spent, you know, maybe two hours pulling all that content together. Now that's not really two hours. There's, there's much bigger things that I can be working on to do that, but that's what I did on a Sunday. Now I did have the football game, uh, the playoffs in the background on a, on a, like a five piece volume. Uh, So, you know, that probably took me a little bit longer than it should have as well to research it. But, but really if you, you could knock out some good research within 30 minutes and then you could get that filmed. Uh, you know, a 20 minute video should take you maybe 30 minutes in totality to film. And, and so, you know, practicing that staying consistent is going to help develop that muscle memory, going to get you familiar with the process. You're going to learn how to correct issues quicker and you're going to be able to do it sooner versus if you film once a week, you may forget week to week what you need to work on and improve unless you're very detailed and take those notes. So all of these things are very important to making your, your, uh, you know, content a priority really in your life. And that's what it comes down to. I mean, for us, it's, it's, it's everything, you know, in our business. Now, now we, you know, of course we we've diversified as well to some other strategies, What did we close? We closed like 13, I think 13 million, uh, you know, in 2022, 13 million off of referrals basically. And a couple of, uh, uh, local service ads that we ran through Google, um, you know, that we started out testing like that, but was still, we did 80, 86.2 million, 86.2 million from YouTube in 2022. Um, now, we would like, we want to get our referral business up, but I would say, Hey, 13 million in our second year from referrals and a couple of ads, um, you know, I I would still say would be a success, but we want to do more than that. And we don't want to be, uh, you could look at that as almost a 85% dependent on YouTube, which is amazing. But at the same time, I would like some diversity. Uh, I don't want to go down in volume on YouTube, you know, as far as, 86. I mean, I would love to hit that again this year or do more, but I want to increase the percentage. Like if we add 40%, you know, 20, 30, 40% other business to YouTube, well, that means we increased our volume and we've got a great diversity of, of ways to generate business in there. Um, so, so it's just some things to consider, but otherwise, scheduling, going back to, I know I'm kind of going off on several different topics here, but you know, it all comes down to tips for better filming, which is number one, figure out your plan, uh, figure out your plan. What are you going to do? How are you going to, how, when, and what are you going to film? So set that up and you have to be, you have to be consistent on that. Just like any cold caller, uh, you know, we got a good, good spend a good amount of time with uh, Ricky Carruth at this last meeting last week in Vegas, got to know him really, really well. He's somebody I admire uh, not in the, not doesn't do business the way we do business, but he, you know, he's relentless on his phone calls, you know, every morning, two to three hours making his phone calls, following up, you know, and, and that's just that because he knows that consistency across anything you do is the key. It doesn't matter if it's eating, it's the gym, it's calling, it's content creating, you know, making videos, door knocking. Consistency is what leads to the success in all of those areas, period. It's not, you know, yes. Are some going to be better at it than others? Will some see success sooner than others? Yeah, of course. But anybody that stays consistent will, will see success. And, and then, you know, you, that usually compounds the more you stick at it, the, it compounds regardless. And then you become very, very, very successful. Uh, and that's why I like to say, you know, it took us (laughs) 22 years to be an overnight success. Sure. We had a lot of success in the last two years, but you know, for 20 years, I was doing sales, practicing stayed consistent at sales really did well. The factor was though, is I never scaled myself. I never put anything on video. And so therefore, my sales lived and died every day with me. So I I got better at my sales skills, but I did not get better at my scalability. And that was just something whenever I moved into real estate, I just told myself, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not going to uh, sell one-to-one anymore. Uh, I need something that that grows beyond me and is scalable beyond me and, and works while I'm not working. And if I want to run off to Tampa for a night just to catch a playoff game, I'm not worried about it because guess what? We got videos going out. They're already filmed. They're already in the queue. They're getting published. And guess what? The phone is still ringing because I've got the systems and processes in place for that as well. I mean, think about that. Last year in 2022, I didn't even know this until Alex told me. But we went to 25 conferences, which is ridiculous. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I didn't even realize we booked that many. But you know, our goal is to get out and meet and greet and network as much as possible in the real estate and video communities, and that's what we did. 25 conferences, and then we still did 97, uh, you know, 97 million in production. That only happens if you have the right team in place, you know the systems and the processes, and and you have lead generation happening for you regardless of what you do. So, you know, all of that plays into it. So, schedule again, going back to tips, um, you know, figure out your schedule. Uh, you know, make sure your settings are good to go. I mean, that is very simple stuff. Uh, as you're filming, uh, if you're walking around through neighborhoods, stay steady, talk easily, you know, be yourself, act normal, <laughs> don't be a character. I mean, if you're a character, then be that character, but also you're going to have to be that character in person, too, because guess what? You're going to meet your clients. You know, have a good microphone. Microphone is, is, could even be more important than video quality uh, because guess what? Nobody likes to listen to a bad video and, uh, but it's funny, you know, again, perfection is not, uh, is, is likely to never happen. Um, I mean, you might have a video where you're like, man, that was that was my best video yet, but then you should be asking yourself, how do I beat that next week? You know, how do I do better? So that is something to, to keep in mind. And, you know, that is something where we're changing up. And so that is also part of getting better is, is studying, you know, um, I, I would watch back your videos. So even though I do watch back my videos still, and it's, and it's not uh, something that I want to be, have to do a hundred percent, I will go back and watch edited versions because I'm looking at the edits. I'm looking at me, you know, not from an ego standpoint, but from a, okay, uh, I will look at myself and say, Ooh, I, I, I don't like the way I did that. Or, uh, I need to smile more or I need to uh, be a little bit more animated or I need to increase my energy a little bit or I need to, um, you know, be a little bit more comfortable with, with my content before I start. So and that's it. And it's not an overanalyzation. It's literally just a, a quick run through. Sometimes I'll skip around or if there's certain parts that I'm specific about in filming the content. And I look at it, I'll, you know, I, I may skip around in the videos to those parts and and just to to check out, you know, those, those few clips, but otherwise it's really just comes down to the consistency of, and, and creating that muscle memory so that everything just starts to flow a lot more easily. And anything you've ever done in your life, you know, when we start out is always difficult. It's, it's interesting, you know, it's, it's, it's overwhelming even sometimes but think about the things that you're most proud of that you've accomplished. Think about it right now. Think about that. Think about the things that you're most proud about that you've accomplished in your life. And then ask yourself, was it difficult in the beginning? Was it hard? Was it overwhelming? Did I not want to do it, but I did it anyway. And now I'm so glad that I did that. And, and I'm, and it's some of, and it's, you know, some of my most proud accomplishments. That could be it with video, you know, but I think as we get older in our lives, that's the problem is we get more comfortable and we get more complacent and then we get in our routines and our schedules. And so introducing something new is not, not the most fun thing to do. Now, some people look at that as something fun to do. They do like that change and they want to, and they go after it. But at the same time, others are kind of like, man, I don't know, you know, I've been doing and that that was really me, you know, Uh, for those that know my story, you know, in 2020, my my financial services business where I worked with teachers on retirement planning, you know, closed down in April of 2020 when all the schools shut down Uh, in addition to, you know, business partner issues, uh, all of it. It was a perfect storm to just shut everything I'd been building up for five years. And, you know, I started that whenever I was. 35 36 I was 36 years old which to me was late to start that business at 36 years old at that time and I thought that was going to be my career for the rest of my life and I, and I loved it you know I I was good at it and I had a teacher's schedule but five times the teacher income and I traveled the most I traveled to 24 countries in, uh, in three years because I had I had the time to do that and I had the freedom and the money. And, and I worked with teachers and I thought that was very noble, you know, helping them on retirement planning because 99% of the teachers I talked to had no clue how to even start saving for retirement or retirement planning or what to do or how to do it. And so whenever I helped them, I always walked away and felt really good about that. And then it all came to a halt in 2020, you know, the world shut down. Uh, I had like three vacations that year that i had to cancel you know uh, because travel shut down the world shut down the school shut down so there i was at 41 years old asking myself how do i start over without starting over and that's not a fun question to ask yourself it's not it's not a fun question to ask but i faced the music on that and i forced myself to figure something out and to ask myself too am i ready to give up and throw in the towel or am i going to push through this and and figure it out and you know real estate is something i've always been intrigued with always had an interest for and and have always uh but you know being a real estate agent was not really <laughs> that part of it always wanted to be the investor but the real estate agent side of it was not something that I was looking to do, which is probably what helped me, you know, helped me away from it for so long. But once I made that commitment and, you know, figured out my plan and my path and just went all in and, you know, haven't looked back since. So, uh, Chrissy, is there anything else as far as other tips? <laughs> maybe, uh, you, maybe you can help get me back on track here as far as, uh, anything else do you think that we should cover as far as uh, some good, good overall tips for people?
1: Yeah. And I would say, um, you know, we kind of danced around this topic a little bit, but just with length, you know, a lot of people um, that I hear, uh, who first come into a video editing program, their biggest concern is how am I going to fill 15 minutes? And 90% of the time, those people come back with 30 to 40 minute videos. And I think that's actually a bigger problem than trying to fill up 15 minutes is talking too much. And in sales, they always talk about, don't overtalk the sale. You don't want to overtalk your videos either because you lose people. And so keeping it. And, and, and again, length is not the most important thing. We talked about this in the course, but, you know, length is, is there is some importance to it just because you want to think about, am I giving enough information? Am I trying too hard to fill it with fluff? If you feel like you're talking just for the sake of talking, or you say a lot of ums, or you fill in with a lot of other, you know, types of fillers, you're probably going to lose your audience. So that's one thing to keep in mind too, is knowing your topic will help you do this uh, by basically just making sure that you're not over talking your videos and trying to fill them with more content than what's necessary to, to get the point across.
0: Absolutely. And I think that's a really good point as well, because again, going back to that question, how do I talk for 15 minutes? You don't. A 15 minute video is really five, three minute videos edited, edited together. And think about this. If you have a pros and cons video and you've got five pros and you got five cons, that's 10 topics. If you only spoke for two minutes on each topic, that's a 20 minute video right there, period. Uh, and I would assume if I asked you about traffic, if I asked you about weather, if I asked you about cost of living, if I asked you about housing, if I asked you about schools and safety in your market, I would hope, I would hope that you can speak for two minutes on each of the, a minimum of two minutes on those subjects. Now, just like Chrissy said, some some of us can ramble and bamble on uh for 5 minutes but i don't think you necessarily want a 55 minute pros and cons video now i actually just released two pros and cons videos that were really about 33 minutes each and they're they're uh, they're doing quite well <clears throat> they're doing quite well so and i have done hour videos that have done quite well i've done 10 minute videos that have done quite well don't over talk the cell, just as Chrissy said, and, uh, you know, give the information, give enough information that, that completes your point and, and satisfies the the viewer, but don't over talk it. Don't, don't keep talking to keep talking. So think about being precise. And what's funny, we were talking about this, uh, the other day in a, at a training class <clears throat> and, um, You know, and I I told somebody, I was like, yeah, I, I, I speak in reels now. I speak in reels, which is 60 seconds or less, uh, basically because, you know, we document so much of what I do just like right now I'm, you know, filming this, even though I'm on clubhouse, I'm filming this because again, we'll strip the audio, uh, put it on podcast. We'll take the video, upload the video to our channel and we'll chop reels out of this. So anytime I make a point or I start to, you know, talk on a subject, because I know that all of this is being repurposed for content, I, I will typically speak in 60 second or less increments. And so if you haven't noticed that before, you, you may notice that now. And, and sometimes I'll repeat the question or, you know, uh, you know, revise it or something like that at the beginning, just to, again, make it more of a real worthy topic. And that's what you want to think about if you're making a long form video, and you've got five pros and five cons, for example, and you want to talk two to three minutes on each one, you just need to talk, but have a beginning, you know, a kind of a middle and then an end. You want to be able to start and stop that clip so that it's easily edited together. You know, that's where I think people really have that hard transition and they're not used to like just stopping. And and so start your point, give the body of it the middle, and then in that point, and when you in that point, that's where the editor is going to add in the transition, you know, the video cut, the B roll, whatever the case may be, to make that so smooth that you won't even believe it. And that's where I think uh, you get more and more comfortable with that. Again, that's going back to you know having a conversation with the camera. The more you do that, the more you'll see how it comes out as the finished version in the editing process and just make it a lot easier when you're making videos yourself to be able to, you know, just go with the flow. So, yep, that's yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and the other thing, just to add to that too, I mean, you mentioned that the last couple videos that we've had have been 30-ish minutes long. That's also not our norm. Our norm is somewhere between, you know, 12 and 15 minutes, I'd say, on average. And so if you're going to have an outlier video, that's a different situation than if you're doing every single video. is 45 minutes to an hour long. You know, you're definitely going to have people sleeping on your content, that's for sure.
0: Yep. All right, so I'm going <clears> to <throat> check the... I'm going to look in the chat real. Good. We got a, c- a couple of questions here. So Renee asks, "When you are filming different platforms, do you video twice—one horizontal and one vertical?" Uh, I don't do that whenever I'm filming. Uh, well, I mean, I do if I'm in my office. Uh, something else I talked about yesterday is that I've got a fixed vertical camera and a fixed horizontal camera in my in my studio. That is on purpose because now the thing is, is that everything filmed horizontal can be cropped into vertical. So you just want to be mindful of that. You know, if you're doing on, if you're on a wide angle lens and you're showing homes behind you, it's going to, that's going to be a little bit more difficult if you're out walking around. But when you're sitting in your office or your studio and you're taking up pretty much one third, which is the middle third of that frame, that can easily be cropped down to vertical format. And so any long form video you do that's done horizontal can be chopped up into short form content. Uh, But for now, right now we just, you know, we fixed uh, a vertical camera that I record at the same time I do. It just makes it easier, gives it a little bit more cleaner look. And it's it's just part of the documentation process. So that way, um, that's why you'll notice on a lot of my reels on my Instagram is, is kind of like a side angle shot because that reels camera is set off to the side. And that's why I'm usually coaching or training or hosting a Zoom or, you know, even like this. That camera will be off to the side. Now I don't have it right now because you know I'm sitting out here at the pool in Tampa, uh, but I'm recording this on on my in front of me right now, and that will be able to be chopped down into reels format. So it's not necessary. You don't need to do that, but if you get to the point where you want to step up your game and you got the budget to do that, uh, doesn't hurt. Uh, let's see uh michael says hi from i don't know what flag that is so i'm not sure uh eric eric asked what energy booster are you taking uh well this was funny i did that i was talking about this yesterday as well I, you know I, I poured my heart and soul out on a podcast episode talking about my health journey which i hadn't really given the full detailed story and i probably talked for like 45 minutes straight, just going back to the origin, how that all happened and and what happens today. But uh, no, I met with Gary Brecca. Uh, Gary Brecca, I think is the leading voice right now on optimizing your health. And if you look at Grant Cardone right now, Dean Graziosi's Tony Robb, I mean, you look at a lot of these influencers and they're in their sixties and they, they look better than they did five, ten years ago. You know, it's because of Gary Brecka. He's working with all of them. Uh, Dana White, you know, the, the president of the, the UFC, that's a big story right now. Uh, Gary Brecka did his blood work, and they said uh, Dana was on the verge of a massive heart attack. Uh, he said, his, like, his, the lipids in his blood or something like that, some, some marker in his blood was completely off the charts. I like came back from the lab with emergency levels and, and, uh, you know, you're supposed to be like in the one hundreds and Dana White's was at an 800 something and Dana White's been on statins and all the blood pressure medication, you know, all this stuff for 10 years. And he's, o- and he was overweight, you know, 30 pounds overweight. And Gary's like, Nope, you don't need any of that stuff. We just need to change your vitamins. And, and he's a big proponent of keto diet. And, uh, within 90 days, I know if you look on, it's either on Gary Brecka's Instagram or Dana White's Instagram. I think you'll see <clears throat> the review. I think, I think they did a five month follow-up, like five month follow-up. They redid all of Dana White's blood work. Basically he's completely clean. He's off all medication. All of his, all of his panels are normal. Every he'd lost 30 pounds. Like he's, he's, I think getting close to 60 now or something's got a six pack (laughs) back. I mean, it's just amazing. And so, uh, for me, yeah, I met with Gary and that's what he does. Uh, they do a a genetic test and a blood test. And the thing is, is that if you hit a a plateau in your, in your life, you know, physically or health wise, it it may not be you. It may not be your diet. It could be your genetics and how you're uh, metabolizing you know food and vitamins. And so he just put me on the right vitamins and I used to take 20 25 I don't know I used to just take a lot of vitamins. I was like and that's what Gary also talks about is over supplementing because I used to take a, a ton of stuff every day just cuz I thought it was good for me. And when he did everything, he was like no you need like five vitamins a day. <laughs> you know that was it. So cut my my pill intake of vitamins down drastically and and, uh, optimize. So anyways, the gene test, it's very interesting. You have five major genes that really play a role in your metabolism. And if they're, it, it's not your fault. If there, if any one of those are not functioning at hundred percent, then you've got a compromised uh, metabolism that doesn't allow you to process the vitamins and nutrients that you need hundred percent. So just something very interesting to look into. And that's it. Um, all right, Dan says is there a recording yeah, these go on our podcast. Uh, Mark Marco Mark, Mark Wollan I'm going Mark Willan says, "Hey, good information. Love the idea." Okay, cool. Uh, what about videos in different languages? How would one organize that on the channel or would or would a separate channel work? Uh yeah, I don't I don't know if you need a separate channel because another channel is twice the work. And so I think it's as simple as Saying you speak that language when you open it up, say hello. My name is Dan. Habla español. You know, if if you speak Spanish, if you speak something else, uh, whatever Portuguese or Chinese or whatever it is, you know, the thing is, is that if you don't want to exclude the English audience, then then uh, I, I've seen some primary, some Spanish channels that do very well, or only in Spanish channels. And of course, I think, I mean, any that that's an opportunity. But if you do that, you're likely to exclude your English audience. So for me, I think you just open up the video and you say, you know, whenever, whenever you do your introduction after your calls to actions, you say, by the way, my name is Dan habla Espanol and, uh, or whatever, whatever language you speak. And, uh, you know, and then people get that idea, get that picture. You could put it on your banner and that's a way to, to do that. Cause otherwise if I come to your channel and the first video I come across is a Spanish video, I'm gonna immediately think your whole channel is probably in Spanish and therefore I may just jump off and I may be like, Well, that's probably not the person for me. Although I would assume that you maybe speak English maybe, but I would still be like, well, I don't know. I I'm not gonna search around on the channel for English speaking videos, likely, you know. So just something to keep in mind. Uh Kevin, all right, Kevin made it back from vacation. Good to be on the call. Good to have you, Kevin. Um And okay, All right. Well, I think that does it. Uh, We're right at top of the hour as well. So I think we answered all the questions for today. Chrissy, anything we need to close out with?
1: No, I think that you said everything that needed to be said. We won't won't over talk the sale today.
0: (laughs) There you go. All right. So, uh, this one I was recording and the thing is, look, you're going to make mistakes. It's okay. Yesterday I did a whole podcast episode with uh, Candace Morales and did not record any of it. So, <laughs> uh, rookie mistake. Uh, and it happened. So, you know what, that's okay. We'll get her back on, redo it. And it's, it's going to be okay. You know, we'll learn even more the next time. So it happens. I can't tell you, like I said, I recorded that podcast about my health, did not hit record. So, that happens every two or three months for me. I just forget to hit record sometimes. And that's, you know, it's it's a problem. I hate it, but at the same time, I just move on, you know. And uh, I'll, I'll redo that health episode one of these days coming up. So uh, keep, in, keep in tune for that. But otherwise, go to PassiveProspecting.com. Make sure you get signed up uh, to be notified when we release The book, we're coming up very close on that, maybe 30, 45 days uh, for that book release. I'm super excited about that. So PassiveProspecting.com. That will be the ultimate blueprint for building your business on YouTube. And and I'm looking forward to that. So make sure you go there, get signed up so you're notified to be the first because we will definitely be running some some contests and some giveaways and things like that for people that that get the book right out of the gate and also uh, leave a review on Amazon for us. And by speaking of reviews, please rate and review this podcast. Nothing more you could do for us than leave us a review, please. Uh, We put out so much free content all the time. Take our time uh, to help have these discussions, educate as many people as possible. And really we don't ask for anything in return and except for reviews, if you don't mind. So please rate and review this podcast. That would be absolutely amazing five stars please five stars if it's less than five stars well maybe go rate somebody else's podcast uh, but now just uh please you found value that that always helps us out a lot so we'll see you next week thank you for joining us on today's podcast if you're interested in partnering with us to access our youtube course and coaching all for free schedule a call at five star